0: Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover. With me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. We're glad you chose to be with us today. Everything related to today's program and every previous episode can be found at our website, foiradio.org. There you'll find trustworthy and accurate news on Israel in the Middle East. And while you're there, you can support our ministry by clicking on the donate button and helping us continue to teach biblical truth about Israel and the Jewish people Once again, that's FOIRadio.org. Steve, today is our Israel, My Glory in-depth episode
1: where we look at our most recent issue of Israel, My Glory. And actually, it's all about King Solomon. And so today we're going to have Timothy Rabinick, one of our Friends of Israel representatives from Poland on to talk about his article, A Taste of Tomorrow, how Solomon's kingdom foreshadows the millennial reign of Christ. It's going to be a
0: fascinating episode today. We'll get to that, but first, in the news, the Temple Mount in Jerusalem has become the center of an ongoing legal battle. This between the Jerusalem police and Israeli Jewish activists who wish to blow the shofar at the eastern gate of the Temple Mount in front of a Muslim cemetery. The legal contest is between Israel's freedom of religious worship and the extent to which security can restrict that right. Well, here's
1: my take. It's only the Jewish people that are being targeted in this lawsuit. In the name of security, police are sacrificing basic Israeli law, kowtowing to the Palestinians out of fear. The police argue that the activists' religious actions could ignite tensions with the Palestinians. Well, I'm sorry, but Israel's laws permit Jewish people to blow the shofar wherever they wish, and these same rights are actually even extended to Muslims and Christians in Israel to fulfill their religious obligations as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I am so excited to have Timothy Rabinik on from Poland, people, from Poland, from Warsaw, Poland. He's going to be talking about his most recent issue uh, in Israel, my glory, that he wrote um, called A Taste of Tomorrow. Um, First of all, let me just say this. Timothy is a YouTube star. And I mean that. Timothy's a YouTube star. Timothy, really quick. We don't have much time, but can you tell us about your YouTube channel? Okay, well, uh, I'm running a
2: channel called Israel, my channel. Uh, and praise God, it's, uh, it's growing. And I'm amazed that God uh, is using it. I'm doing some 3D modeling and then using that to teach about history and archaeology in Israel.
1: So listen everybody, you can go to Israel my channel on YouTube and follow Timothy's great teaching that he does about Jerusalem, the history of Jerusalem, the temple, and actually to dovetail in here, this is kind of almost what we're going to be talking about today in some way with his article A Taste of Tomorrow because you know what Timothy shows us in on his YouTube channel is a lot of what Jerusalem looked like during the days of King David during the days of king solomon and the reign that they had and 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 Timothy i want to start by reading how you opened your article in our most recent issue of Israel my glory you wrote this on october 25th 2021 shares of tesla spiked almost 13% surpassing the 1 trillion dollar market cap and making the electric car company and CEO Elon Musk the richest man in the world. But Musk's enormous wealth of almost $275 billion is merely a fraction of the fortune uh, fortune the richest man in the Bible possessed. And that man was King Solomon. Some estimate that today Solomon's wealth would be amount to trillions of dollars. He was so rich that he could finance the United States infrastructure bill of $1.2 trillion himself. But Solomon's riches tell only the uh, a part of his story. His wealth was a byproduct of the great blessing he received from God. In fact, that it that it, it's that that makes the magnificent period of his reign the picture of this future messianic kingdom and I have to ask Timothy what was Solomon's great blessing?
2: Well, Chris, if we go back to the biblical account, we read its wisdom and I really like the story, actually. <laughs> Think about it. God promises you that he will give you anything you want. Uh, what would you choose? Well, <laughs> many things come to mind, right? Uh, Solomon's choice is not that obvious, actually. And in fact, uh, the reason, the, the fact that he chooses wisdom shows that he is already wise. Uh Additionally, you know it 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 shows that he is humble and understands his limitations and challenges that are ahead of him. In the book of First Kings, chapter three, verse nine, we read: "So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil." So this shows real humility uh, from Solomon also. And we read that God actually likes this answer and decides not only to grant Solomon' wish, uh, but also bless him with riches and honor so that uh, he becomes this legendary king that we know. And, you know, the, uh, the main thing is the wisdom and the, the, all the things that he receives later are a byproduct.
1: That's a, you know so, so the 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 thing that you talk about in the article uh, that will play out later on in what the messianic kingdom that's coming that Jesus will that will bring in the future wisdom plays a role in that and we'll get to that in a moment but um you also talk about the fact that Solomon did not have an easy road to the throne. It wasn't just handed to him. It was actually something that Maybe you could even argue it's something he had to fight for, and there were people fighting on his behalf to make sure that David, his father, passed the kingdom off to him. It wasn't just something that was naturally happening. Do you want to talk about that for a moment?
2: Sure. Well, it is true that Solomon had, a, you could say, a rough start. Uh, as you remember, Solomon was not the only son of David. In fact, he was not even the firstborn. So. From a human perspective and understanding the customs of the time, he was not the first choice to become a new king. And if we go back to the biblical text, we see a real battle for the throne of David. Adoniah, uh, who is his brother, his older brother, gathers a coalition of people that try to force Adoniah's coronation while David is still alive. Uh, at certain point adonijah even proclaims himself the king of israel this of course causes the prophet nathan and bathsheba solomon's mother uh, to prompt david to give a quick order to crown solomon as the as david's rightful successor and you know i love the part when the trumpet is blown and adonijah and his followers hear it It's an amazing moment because instantly they realized it's over. The rich feast, you know, in the gardens, um, in the king's gardens, the deceitful plan that led many away from the truth fell apart. In that moment, when they heard the sound of the trumpet, it was over. And this is really a, a picture of what will happen in the last days in the gospel that's true the it, sounding yeah. of the trumpet yeah yeah and, and in the gospels of, of matthew in the gospel of matthew chapter 24 jesus warns his disciples that in the last days false prophets will proclaim themselves the messiah and lead many astray but you know as it was in the days of solomon the true heir to the kingdom will reveal himself dramatically he will reveal himself and it will be over.
1: You know, uh, one of my little favorite things there, too, Timothy, is that, um, you know, Solomon was anointed at the Gihon Spring in in Jerusalem. And uh, it's funny because when David tells uh, Solomon to go down to the Gihon Spring to be anointed, he says, take my donkey. And you would think he would say, take my white horse. Take my finest this but a donkey was actually a sign of, uh, of of kingliness. You know, a donkey didn't mean, you know, hey, just take whatever you see first, you know. It was it was a sign of his it was the king's donkey. And it's fascinating because the same thing is told in Zechariah nine nine that the king would come humbly, but he'd come riding on a on a on a mule, on a donkey. And so there's those imageries there of Solomon going down and then Jesus coming down in Matthew twenty one.
2: That's true. That's true. And, and again, this humbleness comes, comes the again. The humility you know, to choose and, wisdom. And, and, it took and the humility to Jesus choose wisdom instead dog, of all the it's, riches it's of amazing. the world.
1: It took humility. The same thing is there. You see it early on with with Solomon, we only have a, about a minute left before we have to take a quick break here. Um, but I, I want to ask you: we're gonna we're gonna move into the components of Solomon's kingdom now from your article. The, the the components of Solomon's kingdom from the Old Testament, how they are a taste of what's coming in the millennial kingdom. Uh, how aspects of Solomon's reign will be seen in the future kingdom. but let's start with one really quick. Let's start uh, let's start with the judgment. How is that seen? You talk about judgment seen in Solomon's kingdom and ultimately how it will be seen in the kingdom that Jesus brings in the future.
2: Well uh, one of the first things that Solomon actually does as a new king is punishing the men who lived through the reign of David, uh, and gotten away, really, with many hideous crimes. Uh, Adonijah and all the, his followers and other betrayers were killed, and Abitar, the priest who uh, supported Adonijah, was exiled. And, you know, you may think this is a little bit cruel from Solomon uh, to do such a, such, a, such a judgment, but it really shows, I think, great symbolism and points to Christ to his return, because one of the first things Jesus will do when he returns is punish the unrighteous. Uh, We read about this in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse uh, 41. So judgment plays a big part in Jesus' return, and we must remember about this. this. There is still time to repent right now, and follow the way of the true messiah but the judgment of the wicked will come
1: and it cannot be stopped but god provides a way through his son the lord jesus to have forgiveness so when that judgment does come we have we are on the lord's side that is the the beauty of what 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 god has done for us and i think you're exactly right timothy about judgment being a, a part of wisdom as well, to be able to judge properly. But hey, before we continue on, uh, let me just say, if you want to read Timothy's article and and learn more about Solomon's reign, I want to encourage you to go to foiradio.org right now. And if you've never subscribed to Israel My Glory, we want to offer you a one-year free subscription to our award-winning Christian magazine that talks all about Israel and the Jewish people from a biblical perspective, trends of what's going on in Christianity as it relates to how we support Israel and the Jewish people. We stand up against anti-Semitism and even how we learn these great biblical truths as we're hearing from Timothy right now from Poland. We have excellent writers who are talking about what the scriptures teach about Israel and the Jewish people. If this interests you and you've never signed up or subscribed to Israel My Glory before, you can get a one-year free subscription by going to foiradio.org. And in fact, we want to offer you two options. Number one, you can either choose to get the print version that will be mailed to your house every other month. You can uh, you can sign up for the print version. Maybe you like to hold something in your hands. But I also want to encourage you to check out our digital Israel My Glory. That means everything that you can read will be online by going to israelmyglory.org. And not only can you read the most recent issues of Israel My Glory, you can go back more than 40 years and receive great biblical teaching throughout all of those decades of, of our writers writing about what was going on in Israel, God's prophetic truth, all of it. And the best part is you can research it if you want to learn about what's Well, uh, you know, if you want to learn about what's going on in Israel, you can type it in right in the search bar and all of this information from 40 years will pop up uh, uh, thanks to the great resources that we have at Israel My Glory. So again, if you've never subscribed, go right now to foiradio.org and you can get a one year free subscription and you can even read Timothy's article, A Taste of Tomorrow. Again, that's foiradio.org. Timothy, we're talking about the various aspects of Solomon's kingdom from the Old Testament as a type of what's to come in the kingdom Jesus will bring in the future. And we just looked at judgment. Now let's take a look at wisdom. Talk about wisdom, Timothy.
2: Well, as we discussed before, wisdom from God gave Solomon everything a human may really desire. Other kings... uh, made journeys to Jerusalem just to experience the splendor of his his kingdom that he established. And in this way, Solomon certainly is a picture of Jesus Christ. As we remember, even as a young boy, Jesus was astonishing, the wise, the elders at the temple. We remember the story when he departed from his parents, and later on they, they find him in the temple and see him discussing the Torah with the wisest people in Israel. Uh, Later on, when Jesus began his earthly ministry, people came to Jesus with questions, as they did in the times of Solomon. And every time we see great wisdom in Jesus' answers. Sometimes people even Mm -hmm. wanted to trick Jesus asking difficult questions, (laughs) right? (laughs) But in the end, they become full of them, full of themselves, um, and finally, when Jesus will return to establish His millennial kingdom and sit on the throne of David, people will also pilgrimage to Jerusalem, just to be amazed by His wisdom. You know, in Isaiah, I give this uh, this chapter nine verse seven. We read there that Jesus will sit upon the throne of David and over His kingdom. To uh, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. You know, Solomon was wise, but the source of his wisdom was Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. That is amazing. You know, I, Solomon actually wrote a psalm, uh, Psalm seventy-two, yep. and I, I you can just hear the wisdom. When he says this in Psalm 72, verse one Give the king your justice, O God. And your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness, and your poor with justice. And, and and he goes on about making sure that you know his role and reign isn't one marked by corruption, um, or or sin, um, or, or you know, but it one that one that's led with what seems wisdom, wisdom to be able to judge properly, wisdom to be able to lead with righteousness. And this is actually a messianic psalm, one that would point to Jesus. Because uh, I, later on says, may your king, Saint Solomon's writing this, may your king rule from sea to sea, the entire world, it says in Psalm 72. Yeah. And so it, there's that image again, that one of Solomon's sons, who we know is Jesus, he becomes from Solomon, comes from the uh, Jesus comes from the line of David and Solomon would one day rule from sea to sea and rule with justice and righteousness and wisdom as you're talking about here now listen i know that many of our listeners um uh will gravitate toward this one because this particular aspect that we're going to talk about of solomon's reign and ultimately how it gets fulfilled in jesus's future kingdom is one that even you're closely connected to and that's peace and and right now you know i know everybody longs for peace if anybody's longing for peace Timothy, it's you. You're in Poland. You're right on the border of Ukraine there. And there's a war going on in Ukraine. And you're helping those Jewish people right now who are fleeing from the from uh, Putin's um, war against Ukraine. But you say that Solomon was a man of peace and rest. How is that a picture of the coming kingdom?
2: Well, uh, Chris, Poland has a border not only with Ukraine, but also with Russia. Uh, there is a tiny piece of land that Russia has that is separated from the rest of uh, Russia and it borders with Poland. So here in Poland, uh, we really feel the atmosphere of war, the disaster and the pain of what Mm. war brings. And this is just to give you one statistic. Since the beginning of the conflict, Poland took in 6.7 million refugees from Ukraine as part of You know, as part of my ministry with the Friends of Israel, I picked up many uh, Jewish people from the bus stations, the train stations in Warsaw, as they were escaping this conflict. It was really heartbreaking to me to see, especially mostly mothers, their children, leaving their husbands in Ukraine, as they were not allowed to leave the country. So war definitely is a terrible thing. Fortunately, thanks to God, we have a wonderful promise. Uh, And that's why we await this glorious messianic age where finally humanity will experience true peace. Solomon was just a taste of that. As his wise rule enabled him to win territories without the sword. You know, his father was winning territories with the sword. He was so wise that he was even able to expand the kingdom without battles. It was probably the most peaceful times in Israel's history. But this is just a sample of what is coming
1: when Jesus returns. Jesus brings the ultimate peace. That w- it actually even says later on at the end of the book of Revelation that every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more mourning. Sin is unraveled. Because of what Jesus does, bringing not only peace to the world, but peace between everyone, uh, an internal peace that only He can provide. Timothy, one last thing here, and we only have a few seconds left. Why don't you share with us that one final component that is very important to the kingdom uh, uh, that Solomon had and in connection with the future kingdom to come with Jesus? There's one final component there that I want you to share about.
2: So it it is the temple, Uh, the millennial temple. And uh, if you think about it, uh, both temples, the Solomon Temple and the Millennial Temple, are very unique because they have the presence of God within them. This will be something spectacular when the presence of God will once again live among people. Israel, in the days of Solomon, was able to experience the presence of God in Jerusalem. So the times of Solomon were both a picture of what was in the beginning when God was walking with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And it is also a picture of the millennial kingdom But God's presence will once again be visible in
1: Jerusalem. That is fantastic. I love that picture too, the idea that God's presence was with his people in the Garden of Eden. And again, at the end of the book of Revelation, John sees a new Jerusalem coming out of heaven. God's presence coming down to once again dwell with his people. And the imagery is all temple imagery there as well, that there will be a temple, as you were talking about, a millennial temple, but also God's presence coming down into that temple to dwell with his people. Timothy, I can't thank you enough for being with us and talking about your most recent article in Israel My Glory called A Taste of Tomorrow. Hey, listen, everyone, I want to encourage you, not only go to foiradio.org, to subscribe for Israel My Glory if you've not done that before. But I also wanna encourage you to go to youtube.com. And while you're there, Search up Israel My Channel, and that is Timothy Rabbinic's channel, which will teach you some great history about what was going on in the time of Solomon, in the time of David, in Jerusalem, give you pictures of what it looked like and also what it means for us today as as followers of the Lord Jesus uh, uh, when we see what's going on in Jerusalem. Again, that's Israel My Channel on YouTube. Timothy, thank you so much for being with us, brother. We really we really appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Chris. It's It was a pleasure to be with you.
0: We're so glad you chose to be with us today, and a special thanks to Timothy Rabinick for being our guest. Next week, we're back in the Word. What will you be teaching on next week, Chris?
1: Yes, Steve, actually something that you brought to the table at one of our planning meetings, talking about the fact that uh, even the demons called Jesus the Holy One of God. It's only used twice in the New Testament. Um, and so we're going to be looking at Mark and Luke and how the demons called Jesus the Holy One of God. It's going to be a fascinating
0: two-part series. I look forward to it. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Galeone. Our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. Mike Kellogg, Red Apples of Gold. And I'm Steve Conover, Executive Producer. Our mailing address is FOI Radio, PO Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey 08099. Again, that's FOI Radio, PO Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey 08099. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide evangelical ministry proclaiming biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while bringing physical and spiritual comfort to the Jewish people.